Well, welcome to Easter. Uh, Good Friday is the start of Australia's longest long weekend. I wonder what that means for you. What are your normal sort of family traditions over this long weekend? Here's what I think it means for a lot of Australians. It means time with friends. We gather together with people, we hang out, we share meals together, and we enjoy those extra days that we get in this particular weekend. Or perhaps it means we're going away on holidays, we're spending time either with family or friends down at the beach or perhaps away uh, somewhere doing a bit of bushwalking or maybe water skiing and enjoying the, the four days in a row that we get off. Or maybe you think the best part of Easter is actually this. It's the loads of chocolate that comes with Easter. And if chocolate's not your thing, then maybe it's hot cross buns that you love about Easter. There's plenty of fun things to enjoy about Easter, and many of those we actually don't get to enjoy this weekend, do we? We're not going away on holidays. We're not gathering together with extended family or a large bunch of friends and enjoying meals together. All of that is finished for this Easter. But we do get this extra long weekend to stop and think about Good Friday and Easter Sunday. So today on Good Friday, what is it that Good Friday is all about? What's the meaning of this special day? Well, for a start, here is what we remember. We're actually remembering uh, the events around Jesus' death. We're remembering a man who lived 2,000 years ago. We're remembering his trial and false accusations, his a brutal torture, his being condemned to death and his execution. Uh, we read that earlier on today as we read Mark's Gospel, the account of Jesus' crucifixion. And so you might now be thinking, Good Friday? Why is it that we call this day Good Friday when we're actually remembering the brutal torture and execution of a man in what was a terrible miscarriage of justice? What on earth is good about Good Friday? So what does Jesus' death actually achieve? And how would we find that out? Well, actually, there are four accounts in the Bible, four biographies or gospels about Jesus' life. And the one that we read today was from Mark, his account of Jesus' life. And in that account, in the earlier chapters, in chapter 8, 9 and 10, Jesus actually tells us, that he is going to suffer and die and rise to life. Let me read just two of them for you now. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after three days he will rise. We are going up to Jerusalem, he said, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles. I've had a number of different times in my life where I've had toothaches and I've had to go to the dentist and get a filling in order to fix that toothache. I think most of us know that feeling, don't we? You know you've got a pain and the only way that pain in your mouth is going to get fixed is by going to the dentist. But at that point where you make the appointment, you know that it is going to be uncomfortable and painful sitting in that dentist chair And so almost every part of your body wants to ring up and cancel that appointment. But in the end, we stick it out and we get the filling made 
we put up with the pain because we know that there's a good outcome at the end of it. Jesus makes an appointment. He books himself in for his own death. And that's on a whole different level to what you and I do when we book an appointment with a dentist. Why on earth does he do that? Why does Jesus make sure that he goes to his own death? What's the purpose behind his death? Jesus actually tells us a fair bit about it. He tells us that his death was intentional. He actually means to die. Jesus doesn't commit suicide. He's murdered, but he intentionally goes to his death and he makes sure that he goes to his death. Why would he want to do that? Well, it's because he actually had something to achieve. He had a reason to die and a purpose that meant that he needed to die. And he actually tells us his reason prior to going to the cross. So in Mark 10 verse 45, Jesus says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Son of Man is just the way that Jesus spoke about himself. And he tells us, Jesus tells us, that he was dying in order to ransom people, in order to buy them back, so that his life would be given to save others. Now, I want to introduce you to a fellow called Ignacio Echeverria. Ignacio probably never, ever wanted to be famous, but he is. Let me tell you his story. At around 10pm on Saturday the 3rd of June 2017, Ignacio was carrying his skateboard on his back while he was cycling with friends in London. He and his friends saw a man attacking a police officer lying on the ground. When the man left the body of that officer and began to assault a woman, Ignacio used his skateboard to strike the attacker, diverting his attention long enough that several people were moved to safety. That woman survived. Ignacio subsequently attacked a second terrorist who was also attacking a police officer. He was then stabbed twice in the back and he died. Ignacio was a hero of the London Bridge attacks. And Ignacio gave his life trying to save other lives. Jesus gave his life in order to save our lives. Why would he do that and why would he need to do that? Well, at the moment, it's not hard to see that our world is broken. We see that more clearly now perhaps than ever before with a virus that's bringing disease and death across the globe. Why is our world actually broken like this? Well, the Bible is really, really clear on this. We've all turned away from the God who made us, the God who loves us, who gives us life. This is the God that we should be worshipping and honouring and serving all of the days of our lives, and yet we've turned away from this God. We ignore him and we've lived for ourselves, selfishly damaging other people in the process of serving ourselves and our own desires. And as a result of all that, we've brought a curse on ourselves and on our world because we've turned away from the God who loves us and provides for us. And that curse ends in death. That's bad news. The, the virus that is wreaking havoc in our world and bringing death to so many countries reminds us of this. 
But that's not the end of the story. Good Friday is the good news day. Good Friday is the day that God himself stepped into our world in order to take our death and die it for us so that we could live. So how can Jesus' death benefit us? Well, Jesus tells us that as well. John 11, verse 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. This Easter, make sure you know the meaning of the death of Jesus. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for many to save us, not from our physical death, but from an eternal death, from the eternal judgment of God. And he did this by taking our punishment of death on himself so that now anyone, anyone at all, who turns to Jesus in trust and turns away from sin can enjoy life and life for all of all eternity under God's blessing. Friends, there's absolutely nothing that can stop that from being good news. No virus, no cancer, no illness, no disease, no death that can take that away. And that's why today, as we remember the death of Jesus a couple of thousand years ago, that's why we call today Good Friday. And that's why today is a day that we celebrate God's goodness for us. May this Easter, when you and I are tucked away at home for a long, long weekend, may this Easter be full of rejoicing and joy at the goodness of God, seen most clearly for us at the cross. God bless.